Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, you know, all the fun stuff that you love. I am your host, Mike Dolce. As always, with Lord of the Radio co-host... Uh, good evening. Hassan Godwin. Uh, and we're joined in studio by Bitcoin expert, Tone Vase. Hey guys, thank you for having me on. All right. Now, you had told your followers no Bitcoin questions, but I say let's let's bring the Bitcoin questions on because we could easily translate them into comic book, you know, how much would this character cost and, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they're on and listening. Uh, we got Jersey Jedi that just joined us on Periscope. Welcome, Jersey Jedi. Uh, Jersey Jedi is one of our illustrious patrons as well, too, but he missed a very, very uh, entertaining um green room exercise the green room is uh, our exclusive google hangout that we do prior to the show we got heated in the uh, and howdy jack o'donnell and and gabe firamasco joining us live on the facebook feed and he says hassan's wrong that's good um oh good and jersey jet i heard a bunch of it as well so what is the green room the green room again is the exclusive google hangout uh we do it before the show patrons that pay five dollars a month which is like a buck 25 a show sometimes less sometimes a buck a show depending on the uh number of weeks in a month uh and they get to kind of hang with us and talk with us and we were debating some really really intense stuff uh which is it always seems to come back to the prequels versus episode seven uh, is episode seven. You always bring it back to that. Well, yeah, abs- I absolutely yeah, have that's to. All you I mean, do. I absolutely have to. I yeah. mean, there's no question. There's no need to go in there. We could we could discuss other things. We, but could, the, the, we could discuss 1930s King Kong versus 19 uh, excuse me 2005 King Kong. Sure, you know? that's a that's a conversation. Sure, but it, it obviously would not get the viewers and the uh, the amount of people. Uh, see, it's, it's just it's just whoring ourselves out. Though. Well, that's what <laughs> a, that's our entire uh, <laughs> business model. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like you know, we should we should you know whores we. We should try to strive for that. Strive yeah. for that. So yeah. So um, the reason I bring that up, obviously, is we're going to be talking uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi trailer. Uh, we're also going to be talking an interesting article I found. Uh, you know, describing 15 reasons why Episode Seven's the worst movie ever. All of and, which are right. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> see, this is the stuff <laughs> you guys. I, I can have miss. to agree. I haven't seen the article yet. I would love <laughs> I'll to. go through it. I do meticulous preparation. So much meticulous preparation that I wore a Captain America shirt uh, yes, to, to a Star Wars discussion. Yeah, that's a yeah. <laughs> for the superhero to a space fight. That's, yeah, right, that's right. That's right. right. That's what I do here. Uh, but first. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about Reckoning. Uh, It's a high-octane, open writing exercise and science fiction comic book adventure from Einar Peterson. Go to EinarPeterson.com. Join in an exciting quest to bring an amazing world of Reckoning to life together with writer Einar Peterson and his collaborating graphic artists. The team is striving to bring you a series of intense, nail-biting science fiction comics taking a stab at everything from UFO lore to worldwide conspiracy theories, which is right up Tone Vase's alley. Exactly. In a gut-wrenching sci-fi setting, the project is being funded through Patreon, and you are encouraged to join up while seats are still available. The address is patreon.com slash Einar Peterson. That's E-I-N, as in Nancy, A-R-P-E-T-E-R-S, as in Sam, E-N. As in Sam Leibowitz, our exciting producer and engineer who is not here tonight. Uh, in his stead is uh, Rob K. from the Rob and Callie Show. Hey, Rob. What's up, y'all? <laughs> and uh, much to owns, um Well, actually, no. Fiklione would would actually rejoice at this. This is Patrick the Intern's last night at the show. <laughs> um, Fiklione was just wondering why we even Patrick had Patrick the Intern almost destroyed the show last week. He so, did. He disconnected know. the internet. Yes. And, yeah, like right before <laughs> it went on. So... <laughs> So yeah, is that why this is last day? Yes. 
<laughs> yes. If, it was, if that I, was his Ironically week. enough, the next week is his last week. Mm-hmm. It's like the Bill O'Reilly thing. He's, all, he's going on vacation. That's all. So I was going to start with some news. We're going to save it for the end of the show. Uh, we're going to we're going to do spinning the racks, spinning the racks. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. We're going to we're going to save it for spinning the racks, and we're going to dive right into the Jedi talk because I think uh, um, yeah. we got Star Wars in April. First of all, which uh, first first point of contention? Why did they not release the trailer? I know. Hurry, sorry. Go back even further. Why did they have a Star Wars celebration a month before May the fourth? When it's the I think it's it's probably going to be one of those situations where they just couldn't they couldn't get the venue they couldn't, they couldn't, at exactly yeah, the yeah. right time, so yeah. they just had to compromise. They're, they're it's like kind of like why you Star have a birthday Wars. on on a Friday, even though your birthday is on Tuesday. Mm. It's like you know, but you have the party on Friday because no one parties on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. No, I still feel that Star Wars could have some sort of pull in some sort of venue, and and I, that was the most logical thing I could think of. But, <laughs> you know, obviously it's it's ridiculous. But See, this is where we actually agree with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe if episode s- maybe if episode seven was better, they might have. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Yes, you settle down. Yes, guys. you settle down. Yes. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're gonna dissect the trailer. Seven swoops. We're gonna die. <laughs> so by now, everyone has seen the trailer, and we're gonna get into that and and why you guys are obviously wrong. Um, Throwing up. But the. <laughs> Get us a bucket. First, give, me, give me your first reactions for the trailer. Hassan, we'll start with you, and then we'll move over to Tom. Um, it's a teaser, and yeah. it was it was kind of teasing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of information there, which is, I think, part, part good and part bad. Sure. Um, it. Uh, I was, you know what, let me, let me be honest with you. Even though I'm not a huge fan of The Force Awakens, I was very interested in seeing, okay, what happens next? But mostly from a professional level, on a on a you know on a this is your job, not 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 really. But as a writer, professionally, I was like, no, let me see how you get yourself out of this, you know. Sure. So when so I'm looking forward to the trailer just to see some imagery. I know this year is going to come out. We're going to see what happens next. We're going to see if it has legs, you yeah. know. And so they showed us the trailer, and I was like, all right, it's a bunch of you know, bunch of things I blowing felt, up. I felt like, well, I'll tell you what I feel like. Tone, what did you yeah, think of the trailer? I honestly. Nothing. Uh, I it, I didn't feel anything. They give you a bunch of clips, completely out of order. Yeah. Um. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um. You have to assume that you know she finds Luke in the beginning, but mm-hmm. you don't know. Uh. With me with trailers, I either like to like have an understanding of the movie. Yeah. Or have like completely really really short scenes, kind of like they did for the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. like even mm-hmm. like a ten second clip. And that's the trailer. Yeah. Like, just one tiny little piece. Um, I think that would have been a better way to go. Yeah. Uh, because you, this is not one of those plots you want to give away because I don't know how much they can hide and make interesting in the middle. Yeah. I, you know, for me, it felt... And we welcome Jason Lohr to the show. Again, you guys can actually join the conversation. We're on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. You can call in as well, 877-480-4120. We have a great guest coming on a little later as well, too. Brad Solis um, has a his... His um, book that he's got actually has an entire chapter devoted to how Star Wars influenced the millennial generation. Uh, so we're looking forward to talking yeah, to him about read. that. That sounds good. I, I, I definitely, at least just for that chapter. I mean, yeah. the rest of it you can just throw yeah, you out. toss it after that. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> um, but but you know, to me it just felt thrown together. It felt like we had this event coming up and we got to give him something. We're going to just throw this together, and and that to me is a little like. 
why even bother? Just why bother? Why bother just throwing something together? Um, there, there's obviously going to be a, a huge wait for the Star Wars trailer. There's going to be a lot of build up, and then to kind of just have this little finish, it was like because it's like this marketing thing. Okay, George Lucas did this a long time ago, where he actually learned how to parse out marketing. So he, mm-hmm. he and he, I mean, the part of the genius of George Lucas is he was able to sell three movies to us about twenty dozen times before he even did the the prequels right? right because he would keep changing the format or whatever so the idea always seems to be the star wars marketing is give as little as possible as often as you can so give very little to nothing yeah. but do it a lot you know and yeah. then keep people you know keep people interested in it I, I'm not um, I'm not upset about Disney at Disney for the trailer uh, and for the teaser. It's really not much different than the Force Awakens mm-hmm. teaser. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they they pulled some kind of scam or anything like that. I just think it was. I, I mean, I, I I had I had hoped to have seen it and been like, oh, you know what? I didn't like that first one, but I'm I'm gung ho to see this one. Sure. And I didn't see anything that really made me want to go run to yeah. see it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, Valerian, which is another the Luke Besson movie is coming out in, in July. I'm still more excited about that movie than yeah. I am about just about any other. And also Alien, and there's well, a we'll lot of stuff. That. We'll get into that. We well, got, 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 got Avatar, the next Avatar. I'm just talking about this year. Right. right. The, this year, I'm excited summer. about a whole bunch of things. I, I know Star Wars is going to be out. I know it's probably going to do well. It's at the end of the year. It's going to uh, All these other things are going to have gone long, yeah. have gone by the wayside by the time we get there. Um, but our favorite podcast host, Bobby Semmelsberger, mm-hmm. says there was no big chewy moment. Well, aside from tone base, but uh, <laughs> Bitcoin, you know, we love your podcast. There was no big chewy were home moment like the one we had in Force Awakens. Jack O'Donnell, while I'm excited uh, for a new Star Wars or part of the Star Wars universe, I'm in agreement the new trailer really didn't do anything for me. It hit no nostalgia moments, the tingles. As, yeah. he, as he put it, there, there was, was nothing. Not, well, there was, and, and, the, and the funny thing is, the imagery. A lot of people are already picking apart the imagery, saying it's going to be like another uh, Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Some people are a little upset about that. That it's going to, you know, they're just going to use this to mirror it, and they're going to do like clever redressing. So, like instead of it in a in a in a, a winter so uh, wasteland, it'll be things. a desert I'll wasteland. I'll say two things. Right. The first thing I'll say is one. I usually complain the trailers give away too much. And this, and it's kind of funny. I'm actually arguing it didn't give me enough. Well, That's, it's a teaser, though. It it's is a teaser. I a agree. Trailer. I agree. It's a teaser. Um, but second, if so, we're going to have this big debate. Well, maybe we won't because we're all like kind of, you know, we're kind of like uh, we we did the debate. I'll debate with you. We did the, but debate. We did the debate in the green room, so you know, <laughs> you got to go. You guys got to go on the green room. Yeah, Come that's on. too bad. You Come guys on, don't get people. The- you don't get the debate. Get with the Patreon.com slash you get to the Sire Green Room. No, but uh, <laughs> my one of the arguments that I have in favor of Episode Seven, which is one of the arguments you have against it, mm. is it was a, it was really setting up the new movies. To me, it, I felt it had to do that. Hang on, we're not going to get into the debate. No, Just no, we're going to we're going to hold. We're going to say a word. But if they were to do it again, no, you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> no, so it's okay in episode well, eight if they redo it. Well, let me com- let me comment on that, right? Like after the very first Star Wars came out, episode mm-hmm. four, um, it definitely set up two more movies because sure. you were very very interested. And the entire prequel series was obviously set up because it was a prequel. Mm-hmm. After this, after episode seven. I have no clue what they're setting up. I have no idea what the end game is. Sure, there are no stakes, right? Because I Ray already beat him once. I mean, wh- I do wh- agree wh- with who that. are we scared of at this point? I do agree with that. Um, he was injured, though. We're gonna, we're gonna make that argument as well, too. But I guess my point being is, if they do this with Last Jedi before we get into Episode Seven, mm. just if they go again and retread Empire Strikes Back in Episode Eight, 
then I have a big problem at that point. I do. I honestly don't think they're going to do it like that. Right. I think it's going to be. I, I think there are going to be a lot of similarities that mm-hmm. we're going to be able to. Just like episode, um, just like episode two had some similarities with episode uh, five, where they were in an asteroid field and there was like a. Um, you know, there was, there was like kind of a mystery and, you know, everybody had split up. So sure. that, those, those were the similarities, but that is the closest similarity that those have. Right. So this one might have, might do that where they have, a, you know, similar, uh, setting, you know, similar circumstances. Yeah, but I don't want but that. It's not, I don't want that. Well, that's, well, that's, I that's most in, likely going to happen. I don't want that. In the teaser, they did have, Orgo, the, the four-legged, um, I don't even know what they're called. Uh, the walkers. The walkers, yeah, right? Supposedly gorilla walkers, right? So they had those the first in uh, gorilla walkers. They, they have. They're gonna have those in the next movie. That's right. Yeah, out you can of, see them uh, right out of the beginning. And well, they were in. Five. They were in Rogue One as well, too, though. They were in Rogue so, One I mean, as well. There right. is the the Imperial walkers, yeah. but the, the, these are gonna be different. Oh, these okay. are completely. Oh, okay. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna blow my mind. All yeah, right. that's a, All right. So we, we we talked about the Last Jedi. Obviously, not a lot going on with that. We don't know where it's gonna go. I get it. But coming up next, found a, found a very interesting article for all to consume. Uh, episode 7, 15 Reasons Why It's the Worst Film Ever, when we come why back. Why stop at 15? <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. It's kind of like where, you know, when you give criticism to somebody, you kind of like, you do a compliment sandwich and you kind of say like, you know, your work is really great and it's really exciting and this is really good. And then you kind of go like, it's called a compliment you know, sandwich. but this is, yeah, that's exactly I've what I've been it eating is. those for quite a while. <laughs> that's pretty good though, right? Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Good stuff. Every single week. (laughs) The the balloon's deflated out of of Hassan's uh, balloon. My balloon is deflated out of a balloon? Well, it's the best (laughs) I can come up with. So what happens when we have the heated debates in the green room it's, prior it's, to the it's, show. Yeah. It's also what happens when the green room is like 300 degrees. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's 300 it's degrees. We got Tone Base, Bitcoin expert. So Tone, t- tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do and all that fun stuff. All right. Well, do, um, it, do it, do it, do it. 
I was uh, working on Wall Street for about 10 years right before the financial crisis. No, don't give, us, like, don't, don't give us the prequels. Give and us then, the actual, you know, give um, us the good stuff. Yeah, so I didn't like what happened during the financial yeah. crisis and uh, started learning more about money and economics. And I discovered Bitcoin around 2012, 2013. And I saw Bitcoin as this money that isn't controlled by any government. I found that very, very interesting. And um, I left the Wall Street world. Uh, in order to participate in this new cryptocurrency world. I am now a content creator like you guys with many podcasts. And uh, I'm also a trader. And I travel the world and I speak uh, at conferences. Very, very cool. And now you're talking Star Wars with, with a bunch yes. of us here. So I found this uh, this really great article, actually, um, because... Much to my belief, my, my disbelief, I should say, you know, words, podcast host, words. Um, <laughs> I, Is that what you call it? It always floors you... me that my co-host uh, has differing opinions on this matter, which I think is awesome because we always like differing opinions. Hey, we got Figa Leon just joined. Hey. Um, but t- talking about how he loved the prequels but hated episode seven. Um, but, you know, honestly, it's kind of funny because I guess there's, there's revisionist history. I mean, people are now, you know, longing for the days of Bush. In the White House, comparatively uh, speaking. politics again. Oh, you see how no, that... No. But, you know, it's revisionist I history. It is you. what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But I did find this article. So, The Force Awakened, 15 Reasons Why It's the Worst Star Wars Film. And I find it... I, I do. I find... I, I just... I don't understand the vitriol against it. I do agree with some of the points I'm going to list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, again, comparatively speaking... Episode two is the, the worst in my mind, easily. I don't even think, I don't even think there's a comparison. I, I yeah, the problem completely. is the rest of the world is in Dolce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's going to be a, there's going to be a, yeah. So you're the rest of the world. You're the mind that the rest of the world has. Yeah, that explains a heck yeah. of a lot yeah. about where we yeah. are today, yeah. my friend. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. It Excellent. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna not list all fifteen because some of them we don't need to go into, but some I thought were really important. Fifteen overpowered hero. Um, Ray was a scavenger, abandoned as a kid on desert planet, left waiting for her mysterious family to return. She proved to be completely self-sufficient until she met the ex-stormtrooper Finn. This began a quest to fight a new empire and find Luke for the resistance. <gasps> oh, Brian Abraham actually chimed in and said episode three was the worst. And Nevin Frederick also thinks episode three is the worst. But we'll get into we'll get into uh, why. Who are they? I don't know. We'll get well. There's they're who loyal. There are loyal fans. Who cares they, what they, they think? Well, we care because you know the whoring. Remember they're the whoring? your loyal yeah, fans. The they're obviously not my loyal yeah. fans. Remember the remember the whoring? We we, we uh, vehemently different. Fourteen underwhelming villain. Um, I, 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 Wait, we're not going to discuss fifteen. Okay, we can, discuss, we can discuss fifteen. I, I, you know, I, I, wanna, I agree with it. I would have gone even further on that description, but that's fine. I, I think I think all three of us are actually in agreement that the fact that, that Ray was, was able to beat Kylo Ren at the end. I mean, she there, was able is, to beat Kylo Ren. She doesn't really she doesn't really screw up. She's not really lost. She's yeah. always kind of ahead of everybody in yeah. in the film, which is fine characteristically. It's not fine for your protagonist, especially if the protag- the point is that the person is supposed to be kind of lost and then found. Which is, you know, one of the main, the main uh, hero journeys is sure. I'm, I'm this thing and then I'm not. If the hero is ahead of everybody else in the right. story, then what does the hero need anybody else in the story for? And, and I'm not going to disagree with that. I think I, 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 think I say you go through that. all of them fast because if we analyze each one by one, we'll never <laughs> get through them all. So this is only an hour say, show. Yeah, I say you just list them all. But uh, to me, just the idea that she knew how to wield the force 
better than someone trained by Luke was just ridiculous. Which is an argument that many people make, and there is there's validity to the argument too. The one argument I would say counter against that is the moment she supposedly touches the, the lightsaber is supposed to be some sort of trigger where potentially, and I'm not saying this is the case, and we'll find out more in the Last Jedi. There's in my mind there was a transference of some of some ability, which is. Kind of an unusual thing for the entire saga so far. And unseen, oh, it's never been done. Agreed. Unexplored, unexplained, right? Un, un, you know, uh, un everything. But this is something we kind of argued back uh, in the green room too. Is it, it, we're talking about? So it always does come back to how can you say that se- Episode Seven is the worst? When in my mind the prequels are just god awful. Um, episode Two is god awful specifically. A lot of folks chi- chiming in that um, you know Episode Three is the worst. I don't think that by any stretch. But you know, hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, if if the prequels lend themselves to being good because episode four, five, and six came out, why is it that episode seven is so slammed because it relies on episode four, five, and six? Because it doesn't rely on those at all. But a lot of the argument, the argument for episode seven being bad is the fact that it's a retread of episode four, right? It's basically Which, episode well, four's well, that, plot. That, yeah, but th- that was just, uh, th- that was kind of stupid, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have to rework. You're stupid. Yeah. They, they, they didn't have to. Get re- fired up, people. Come on. They, they didn't have to rework the plot. I mean, the, the, to me, the characters were the problem, not mm. the fact that they reworked the plot. They could have had a whole new plot, but if they have, like, the guy very wimpy like a girl and the girl is so strong she can can't do anything wrong and knows everything that's a problem no matter if they redid episode four or not okay well you know what this conversation needs needs Uh, more guests needs more (laughs) guests when we come back brad solis is going to join us and he's going to talk about how star wars influenced a millennial generation we really do need like an hour and a half when we come back you're listening to the talking alternative network if you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Kai, actually, she has been studying. Were it, you giving her the questions ahead of time? No. Is that what was happening? No, this is not CNN and Hillary. <laughs> We're going to keep it uh, non-political now because... Now. Now that I insulted our yes. audience. Yes. <laughs> any any Hillary supporters are taking his cell phones and tossing it to the ground right now. <laughs> well, the joke's on them if they did that. Yeah. Why would you do that? Secrets of the Sire. 
welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, you know. Oh, hey, how about that? All right, we got uh, tons of sound coming in. We do this every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Um, 15 Reasons Why The Force Awakens is the worst Star Wars movie? Question mark. We welcome Brad Solis. Brad, how's it going, buddy? Excellent. But Mike, thank you. Great to be on. And Tone, I love what you're doing, man. So I'm honored to be on the show. Oh, no, thank you. Let's get to... Uh, I'm sitting in the green room on the edge of my seat as you're talking about uh, The Force Awakens. And uh, I'm biting my lip. But basically what it is, I agree with you, the DNA was transferred to uh, Ray. And I think what it really was about was this. This movie was trying to reawaken uh, Star Wars for millennial generation, generation E. It was really stating loud and clear, we don't need a master to show us everything. We need an older master to basically guide us. That's all we need. That's an interesting point <laughs> of view, actually. They come with a new set of skills, and I think that's what they were trying to say in this new movie. That's an interesting point of view, and that's actually a good segue. Tony, you had a comment? No, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I agree that's what they did. I don't agree with them doing it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can like it, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> don't you think if that was the point, then it should have been more coherently fleshed out? Or it should have it should have had parallel points that 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 kind of complemented the main idea is that you know we we these old tropes are no longer viable and we need a new way of, of going about how to live. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that that if if that were the case, then there were there would be certain other um, themes that would go on in the story that would also mesh with that, so that we could all coherently understand that that was the point. Instead of trying to mystically figure out exactly why something was able to happen versus, you know, versus all the other times in the in the six other movies that that came before it where that never happened. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, put it this or, way. Or no. <laughs> when I when Star Wars first came out, and we didn't call it a New Hope, it was Star Wars. I was fourteen, and I couldn't wait to see Empire Strikes Back when it came out. And when it came out and I watched it, I was so disappointed because Rebels Lost, they're running away, all these things. So you're sitting on the edge of your seat, there's all this mystery, you can't wait to see it, and then you're disappointed, and then you have to wait for Return of the Jedi. So I'm in college by the time Return of the Jedi comes out. I've invested over seven years of my life in this, and I was not disappointed. But sitting on the edge of your seat from one movie to the next, they all have to connect the dots in some way, shape, or form, and create this sense of mystery mm-hmm. and anticipation in the storytelling. And there's something else that I'm going to throw out here. Star Wars really brought about some very strong women characters. And that, I think, was um, setting the tone for something else as well. Setting the tone for what? Maybe, I mean, we'll have to see the next two, but I think it's maybe that, um, you know, this has been a trend since Star Wars first came out. Uh, They showed strong women characters that didn't need to be saved by men. They were warrior princesses. And so I think, you know, maybe this is... Uh, you know, I'm not trying to get into politics or anything like this, but I think this is really trying to say, uh, as you hearken to, 
is this going to set a different tone if a woman is a Jedi Master? Is this going to set a different tone for the future of war and things like this and bring peace to the galaxy? Who yeah, knows? we're not really discussing that because that's I'm not really talking about whether she's a woman or not because mm-hmm. it's fine that she's a woman. There's, there's, oh, yeah, there's no issue with it. Mm-hmm. Just because she's a woman doesn't necessarily mean that she doesn't have to adhere to certain rules of storytelling, in which case that allows us to translate or to interpret her thoughts and feelings and her actions and, and, mm-hmm. and identify them. Uh, it, excuse me, identify with them. So I understand what you're saying. I also saw all for the first three movies when they first came out. I am that old, you know, um, and I understand the waiting, but I also came out of Empire Strikes Back Loving it. Don't tell not, us. Not, not deciding, oh, gee, I guess i got to wait till the next movie to decide whether I like don't, them or don't not. Don't tell our fans you're old. You're going to kill our demographic. <laughs> terrible. It's going to be terrible. No, so, I, you know, I, I, I think that's really great. And, Brad, you actually kind of um, segue into what you talked about in your book, too, how, how Star Wars shaped a millennial generation. Can you give us a, give us a little insight sure, into that? Because sure. I'm really curious about that. And, and I want to say this before we move on. Looking back now, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Right. Well, it's everyone's it favorite, I think, training. right? It's becoming a Jedi. Um, but if you go back to 1977, the top three blockbuster films were Star Wars, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Smoking the Bandit. Now, that doesn't look like anything major, but if you look at the films that we watched before 1977, science fiction wasn't really given the respect it was due. It was very much a niche uh, category. As a matter of fact, I was a big Star Trek fan, and I kind of had to hide that. And what happened is, from 1977 on, if you look at the top blockbusters we've had in the last 40 years, the top seven or eight of them have all been science fiction-driven or fantasy-driven. And what is the story in each and every one of these? It's a young person who was abused as a child or abandoned, who finds out that they uh, can get some secret training, use technology or wizardry to battle evil adults. This is the theme of all of these. And from that moment on, from 1977 on, everything shifted into fantasy. But this is the most important part of this. Most of the devices that were in Star Wars we are starting to use today. We have the the pads, we have the Wi-Fi connection, we have the holograms, we have all these things. But when Star Wars came out, I was using a rotary dial phone in my house. This is for all the kids. I broke up with a girl once because she had too many zeros in her in her telephone number. It's just like I can't dial your phone. But, uh, you know, and, uh, and nobody gave science fiction respect. I mean, even when Star Trek came out, sure. it got a standing ovation when they first showed it. But um, Star Wars changed movies at such a level. If you look, you can find all the different movie posters all over the world that, where they had to integrate the Star Wars story into their culture. Like in Russia, they, they made it like a space opera, and they showed Darth Vader as the lead character, whereas in Japan, C-3PO was like in a ninja pose. Um, you can look this up online. But awesome. Star Wars, and Dr. Michio Keiko said this, uh, Star Wars initiated a paradigm shift. And when you're a certain age, and I'm not going to blow your demographic here, but <laughs> when you're a certain age, we've been dying for these movies. Um, anybody who saw Star Wars, after that, everything changed. 
we had hope. We wanted things to be better. We wanted to know that we could take on, you know, whatever big fight there was and do it. And this thing called the force was universal. So, you know, I'm I'm going to say it. I'm a baby boomer, and I was dying to see Iron Man, Thor, the Avengers. I've been dying to see all these things finally made for the big screen. So the last 20, 25 years has just been awesome. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree with that, too. I mean, I think there's definitely certain uh, aspects to it as well, too. Uh, Tony, you wanted to say something. Well, no, I don't want to bring up an earlier point. No, but, no, bring uh, up an earlier point. We, uh, no, well, well, we, we have no structure were, Yeah, when, when you guys were talking about women, and um, no, it's fine. I mean, even in the originals, uh, Leia was a strong uh, female character. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in the prequels, they had uh, women Jedi. I actually would have f- liked to see them uh, more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really... They, there were a couple of really interesting yeah. uh, female Jedi that they cut out of the movie. They had like some of the deleted scenes even even had some. So that would have been more to see. But but the thing is, um, in the, what I didn't like is not only... Uh, I mean, yeah, that's fine. You can have strong females, but uh, before she knows how to use the Force, she's like beating up two guys bigger than her, and that's just not realistic. I'm sorry, and that really bothered me from like the opening scenes in the movie. We have no female viewers, so we're okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, we're not yeah, losing. It's, it's like, we don't I, lose a demographic it's, it's, at it's all. Like, so it's we're in like good shape. My, it's like just like my Bitcoin podcast. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm right at home. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you this: I'm a martial artist, and if you have a young person who's not who is trained against two adults who are not trained that could easily happen uh my nephew was a black belt at 16 and i wouldn't mess with him but I there's mean, no just, but there's no indication that she was trained that's the point if there was true, an indication but we have to that kind she of was and that reality we gotta suspend that reality i don't understand <laughs> I did the the, the the logic that you guys go to to explain why mm. you like something when when someone is telling you something linearly does not work and sure. it doesn't then always the creative the, the more creative minds go well you gotta suspend your disbelief you gotta you use know, your imagination you gotta rub crystal ball you gotta creative. eat a little Come more on, curry and not, you gotta be a little more happy let's not say he's creative I'm not I'm just saying so so that's no, no offense, the, the argument is never the, the argument never levels out like nobody ever levels with them on a, on a purpose like yeah okay uh, we needed to do this because we need to wash away the taste of the prequels right okay subjectively yes let's say let's say you're absolutely right and those movies were terrible that doesn't make this movie a good movie you know i'm gonna clip that for a bit i don't care we're gonna, we're gonna do whatever you bite. want do whatever you want it doesn't make that movie a good movie it doesn't make uh, you know just just like okay i you know what i made you pizza tonight because uh, last night we had uh, we had cake for dinner. That doesn't mean the Don't pizza you dinner dare is a say healthy anything dinner. Bad about pizza. Even bad pizza is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Brett, tell uh, tell the audience about uh, what you do. I know you you write a lot of books, and you've and you're, you're an esteemed author. So we want to we want to learn a little bit more about you. I prepare the next generation for leadership in these companies, uh, cross-generational leadership management. And I teach gamification, uh, a way of managing people using gaming theory, uh, so that all the generations work together. Uh, I know that a lot of companies, the boomers are tearing their hair out, Gen X is frustrated, and millennials are walking in and going, I don't know if I want to be here much longer. Uh, I help integrate and get everybody engaged and excited and fun. So that's my claim to fame. Very cool. Excellent. And um, the other 
question I had. So we actually met um, at, a, at a networking event at some point. You had this really interesting take on how video games sh- shape millennials as well, too. And I don't know if you have time to share that real quick. Absolutely. Uh, that was actually part of my TED uh, talk. I did a TED talk in Terrytown. And uh, what happened is 1977 didn't just have Star Wars come into it. Child-centric parenting came into the forefront, but also video games came into the household. As you know, uh, Atari and Magnavox brought those first nascent video games into the home, and they really weren't that big of a deal. We had Pong. Please don't judge me. <laughs> hey, Pong was good, man. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's quality. That was, uh, but what happened is, by 1984, when Sega and Nintendo came into the forefront, uh, those games became more robust, uh, multi-level, multiplayer, and also uh, the home computer came into the house. The Apple computer came into the home. So what happened is a new generation was exposed to a new kind of computer, Video games are a computer, and they're visually assisted, and it's rich storytelling. But what it does is it changes the brain, and it changes the way people behave and do certain things. And this has been proven. You can Google this online. Uh, it's an article you. called, uh, entitled, It's Google Making Us Stupid. Oh, yeah. Basically, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but they interviewed uh, many, many people, and they cited Daniel Bell, sociologist, and he said, whenever we begin to use machines that extend our mental rather than our physical capacities, we begin to take on uh, the actual uh, the, the capacities of these technologies. In other words, the technology does change the way we behave and the way we operate. And... We could pretty much have proven that because if you look at uh, the way that you learn in a video game, it basically is about you don't read the rules. Instead, you jump in and you push against, and you test the rules by banging yourself against the inside of the game. Uh, leadership is rotational. You, you always have a, a leveling up kind of thing that takes place. Speed is paramount to learning, and the more mistakes you make, the more you learn. Uh, and the other part of this that always blows everybody's minds is once you've stormed the castle, killed the trolls, and you've saved the princess, discard, uh, don't be attached to what you just learned because the rules are going to change at the next level. Yeah. So you may have to discard 90% of what you just learned. Um, this usually, when I put the list up, makes a lot of people go, whoa, that's, that's how millennials act. Exactly. Our computers have influenced um, us, including boomers as well, uh, in a way that the scientists have actually uh, started to do scans, and they realize brains from people who have been exposed to video games most of their life are a little bit different than, let's say, a baby boomer's brain. So can you answer this question? Why is Nintendo discontinuing the Mini NES Classic? That thing was just <laughs> awesome. Uh, I believe that's a business decision. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sold out. It makes no uh, it, sense. It is hysterical. You, you just... <laughs> uh, you never know why they're making these decisions. Oh man! Well, so Brad, tell uh, tell the audience out there where they can find you, where they can get you online, and uh, sure, all that fun stuff. Go to liquidleadership.com. You, you can find me there. That's my home, and that's the title of my book, Liquid Leadership: From Woodstock to Wikipedia. Uh, you can also send me an email at brad at liquidleadership.com and uh, uh, I believe I've also uh, promoted the show a little bit tonight so you can go on Twitter and see me there Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it
Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Brad. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, Brad. When we Thanks, come everybody. back, we'll try to lighten the, lighten the mood a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about the new casting decision that was just wrapped up for Deadpool 2. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Let's talk about Thor, actually. We can, we can skip ahead here. I don't want to talk about Thor. Talk about something else. All right, so let's do hidden messages then. Look at this. Don't talk about, don't talk about racially incensed. Don't talk about things that have relative meaning. This was on your dance card, man. You were the Thor. one who put the schedule together. Well, this is what I want to talk about, though. I think let's you just... guys need some like on-air coaching. You guys have a problem with completion. You guys have a problem with teamwork. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. There's an echo, which is kind of cool. Just makes it makes it all the more real. Um, before we go, Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans: Omar Morales, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, John Hoff III, Ashley Haikai, our program director Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer Steve Hovecki, and Brian Phillips. And as always, our Uber fan Christina Dolce. You want your name shouted on the interwebs? Go to michaeldolce.com or patreon.com/slash Secrets of the Sire. And uh, check out our Patreon page. Uh, you could get in on the uh, the green room, although I think with the amount of debate that went on, first of all, we could honestly debate. I, it's really funny, too, because one thing I've noticed, too, we are a lighthearted show. And there is just like, it's like death in here right now. There's just like, Hassan is just, Hassan is just going to break a wall uh, when he gets home. He's going to do some sort of like... He is going to Kylo Ren the shit out of something when he gets home. There's no question. Have his little temper tantrum. and I'm not and even try. that. I don't even understand. What I'm just not going to discuss things <laughs> if people are going to discuss on top of it. That's all. You know, we we went over it. I'm a. I'm <laughs> we didn't even really go into like the Force Awakens and like the 15 reasons why that movie sucked, which is you know we're gonna keep going. We're gonna no, keep going which through is it. you know I wanted to talk about that. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the movie sucking, but you know everybody else wants to talk. Oh, promote your stuff. You know, be on the show, be part of. Those. I don't want to talk about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want our guests. No, I don't want Tone, get out of here. Yeah, everybody go. leave. You're done. You're done. Everybody leave. But Tone agrees with you. Episode seven was bad. Well, he can say that. All right, that's, <laughs> that's like all right. Though. All right, before we do spin in the racks, then we'll go real quick. Death Star Remix was another was another reason. Unnecessary characters, characters that were introduced without any real purpose. That was a, that was a big one. 
This one says no epic space battles. Uh, it doesn't need... It's Star Wars. Mm, it's Wars. First Order lacked intimidation. I didn't quite di- I didn't quite agree with that. I don't know what that's all about. Well, they were Empire Light. They were off-brand Empire. New Republic <laughs> felt weak. Yeah. They all got blown up. Plot was predictable. <laughs> well... That one if only if you saw the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyed the theme of family. Nah, not really. Insulting fi- finale. Was it an insult? Was the finale insulting? If you if you advertise as someone's in the movie and he's in the last five minutes of the movie and then they then they roll the credits, you could be insulted. I, you might be insulted. I, I, yeah. You were insulted. Was it a slap in the face? Well, not just that. There's like, has anybody mentioned why on earth would the only Jedi left lose his lightsaber? I haven't heard anybody mention that at any point. Maybe. Which Ever. lightsaber? The the blue one? Yeah. The blue one is his father's you lightsaber. Oh, the blue one is before. It's the one that fell in Bespin. It's the one that fell down the shaft when Vader cut his hand off. I, I was just explaining that. But if it existed... I don't know why we're screaming. Patrick is fired up. Yeah. But if it, Patrick's, got the, Patrick's got the fire. But yeah, also his last day, he can do whatever he wants. Patrick's all on fire. But it was... But it was somehow. obviously found. Those are my problems. Yeah. So why? Yeah, somehow everything is a somehow or for in some way, or mm-hmm. I interpret in some, and that's what makes it bad. Every time you have to say, "Well, I think that this is how you could interpret this," then it's not a good story because any story, any story needs to explain itself. So you can't now, allude. You can't allude to things. You can. You can build to things. You can say that certain <laughs> things are are. You can say that certain things are a mystery. But for the most part, you have to explain the stuff that's in the film. Gabe Firamasco says he didn't find the hand either. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, um, and what about uh, the, I don't even know the name. You guys are better with names than I am. That little old lady that actually had the lightsaber. Yeah. Butthole like, eyes. Yeah. She seemed very important <laughs> and came out of nowhere, like, without any explanation. I do agree with that. I do like, agree with I that. Mean, yes. It, it does, I don't get it. Like, I was so confused. But but relying no, on the on the first three, uh, yeah. the original first three, though, the fact that Han Solo had a relationship with her uh, lends importance to her. I mean, there is there is that so, fact. So that you can my, sit my, there and my, say this person. My, that's not logical. Because why is that, that not logical? Because that doesn't, that doesn't, it, then the, everything in the prequels has validity because it lends itself well, to everything that's going to happen. I don't disagree with that. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, well, that, that doesn't. validity to it. But well, then that doesn't make it a, a, a viable plot point. Well, like, you still have to say who this person is and why this person right. is disseminating mm-hmm. information and why she's in an authoritative position to be able to give this information out in the first place or why we should be I don't disagree with that. Well, let me phrase it another way, right? It's episode seven. It's yeah. not episode uh, 10. Right. There's not going to be three more prequels to episode seven. Sure. So there shouldn't be all these gaps for us to wonder. Okay. Unless they plan to make six and a half. Oh, they probably did. Well, that was Rogue. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. Rogue One was three and a half. Right. Patrick, what do you got? Before Rogue One, anyway, there was a 19-year gap between the prequels. What exactly was Darth Vader up to? People weren't complaining then. He became Darth Vader and then... Well, at the end of it, you saw him become Darth Vader and then they talked about him wiping out all the Jedi. I mean, they mention it that he was... And that they would spend 20 years building the Death Star and then, you know... I mean, there there is context for what went on in the middle. I'll answer the question because um, in that 19-year gap, whatever Vader did wasn't important to the other three films. It wasn't like a mystery of... Oh, Vader did that, but now we're confused as to why or what exactly he did. It was just—it's just a gap. You don't know what he did, and it's not important going forward. 
Right, but if you come back after in episode seven, after thirty six years, and you don't understand why, if this guy was a general, why is he a smuggler again? If this woman was a princess, why is she a general all of a sudden? If the republic is back, how come the republic is not strong enough to get rid of the first order? If the empire was defeated, right. who was the first order? And then you you have all these well, there these is questions. A thir- there is a thirty know- year gap in that in that story. I, but well. but but when we come back, it doesn't even give us a summary. So we're just kind of lost as an oh you. Just, I will it's like you've say, been asleep for thirty years and right. you wake up and. It's like it's up to you to catch up. I will say that's an that's a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. Did it impact my enjoying the movie though? Not at the Nobody's time. arguing that no. though. No, it Guys, did to like me. I said, it, did it to was me. subjective. It's a it's yeah. a subjective thing. But if you're asking why it's not a good story, which is not has nothing to do with entertainment, sure, that's what we're talking about. Which okay. is what I kept. Which I keep talking about. It is not a complete story. It is not a coherent story. It is not linearly a st- right. a coherent it narrative. It is not linear. Right. I agree with so you. So if it, it and the others are okay. So it is a complete uh, departure from the others, along with the fact that it gets the mythology wrong, along with the fact that it it you know that, what a, that well, it gets the hero's journey incorrect by by Joseph Campbellian uh, standards, yeah. which the other six movies are definitely based on and sure. def- definitely 100%. driven by. And so it is not unnatural for people to be a little jarred by sure. how by the drastic departure. Now if 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 what was suggested is real and that it is about a departure, it is about a, a re-understanding of the way things work and that we don't need masters and we don't need to be told what to do and, it, sure. you know, and strong female characters and stuff like that. I'm all for that. I just say you got to you gotta do a better job stating that. You You'll be fired just, from Fox News if you don't agree that, you know, you know all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't no, hired by Fox, cur- so events, that's current okay. Events, current events, no, but, but Mike, th- no, th- those things, those gaps did bother me uh, knowing that, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, mm-hmm. did I miss something? Should I have been uh, watching yes, Rebels? Is, are there or 50 uh, books or I should have read? Right, <laughs> right. Should, should I have been reading the comic book? Like, sure. I don't, I'm not into Star Wars that much. And I paid $20 to see this stupid thing, and I want my money's worth for <laughs> and, a film that I just watched. $20. And even the little things, right? Like, even like, well, why the hell is Han Solo's ship just sitting there and he's not in it? Right, but at least he explained it that he lost it or in a card game or something, right? But thank God he explained it. If he didn't explain that, that would well that would fit with the rest of the terribleness of the movie. But at least they explained that little bit. But obviously, if he was so close to that planet that he got into that ship once it's up in the air, there was no point in time where he couldn't have come down and stole it himself. Like, like these are just some of the little things that I made would no sit sense. There, I would sit there and say that, Hassan, I, for the first time, I, I see clearly exactly what you're talking about. From an actual linear storytelling purposes, the prequels do. They tell you linearly exactly how X, Y, and Z happens and influences A, B, and C down the road. Because it's world building. I can't disagree with you it's it's a world building and it's if you're into the world if you're if you enjoy the world then you will enjoy them okay this is an expansion on what i've already what i already come to love and then i appreciate it along with the fact of innovation like that the the article says they he didn't cheat to the millennium falcon in the prequels he Mm -hmm. didn't cheat to other things to to grab you nostalgically he didn't give a darn about what you thought he was like look this is what came before it right and this is what comes after you like it you like it you don't like you don't like it right so this other thing is is doing all this effort to try to grab me to say don't you remember don't you remember when you were a kid and you loved it and stuff like that and i'm like yeah but i also like 
like understanding what the heck is going on and I sure I like linear storytellers and I like characters that, that from a linear storytelling angle I agree with you 100% yeah so I think though from an execution standpoint though as a movie but that's subjective those first three movies but that's but I, no, subjective I, I don't think it is I think you, I, how can you say I, it's not I'm, I'm, I'm about to see how this, how this works now uh, you talk I talk we talk um, I would say you're using all these 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 ba- these fundamental arguments right of good storytelling like a hero's journey and, and the Joseph Campbell reference and this you know all these things but they apply to the prequels too everything applies everything you're arguing about with episode 7 applies to, uh, to episode what way? 1, 2, and, and 3 what are the similarities the, we, we talked about it backstage uh, I'm gonna, oh backstage green room whatever you want to call it <laughs> I mean we talked about it though you know the heroes the, the, the journey of Anakin to being Darth Vader was never fully sold in the execution, it, was it wasn't never sold to you. Sold. Just no. like, just like if you don't, just, just like if you disagree. But you keep with saying that as if, as if I'm the lone person that's sitting well, there out there. No, on, no you're, on not, the you're not the lone you're person. Missing, but it was, you're missing it was the point. To me. You're asking me, yes, why I didn't like this movie, right? And I say because for, of these things, and all those things apply to the prequels. But no, you no, say no, no, you no. like the prequels. I'm telling you, they sense. don't. I'm telling you, I interpreted them differently, right? All right, so that there is no contradiction. Yeah, but in that in that reality, then you're never wrong. It's not a right or wrong thing. You asked me whether I liked it or not, and then you asked me why. I agree with that. So I, who's I talking right or wrong? But I think at the end here's, of the day, you're, here's you're, the you're problem. making these arguments as to why a movie... You're, you're, by the simple claim, you're saying Episode 7 was a terrible movie. I thought Episode 7 was a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. Yes. But you're saying that prequels 1, 2, and 3 were good movies. I said... I, no, I... No, that's where that's where the that's no where the no no no. The, the disconnect is you said that they were horribly atrocious movies. <laughs> yeah, they are god awful. They're that not. Was, well, that's they're, an opinion. They're, yeah, they're, like they're I, not. I like the well, I mean, we and then and then right? I mean, isn't that, but that, then in the context like of Bitcoin's it, Bitcoin's made up money. I mean, that's a, that's a, Bitcoin's an entire. Well, that's opinion. fine. <laughs> that, that's also an opinion. <laughs> All right. Before we get to uh, running out of time, let's do. We're going to do what we do every week. We are going to go spinning the racks. Spin around, spin oh, we're so close to doing this. We're gonna pull this off. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Nope. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it played. It played. I don't think it played. Rob. No, it did. They just. Yeah. You can't hear it. They can't hear it. No, they can hear it, but we can't hear it. Yep. All right. Well, I are you doing a good job covering that up? That was really <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Spinning the racks. Spinning <laughs> the racks. We'll get this right. We'll next get week. that one. I that one's one. One. that one's gonna become a bite. All right. Real quick, we want to talk about casting news. Uh, Josh Brolin. Snags the role of Cable in Deadpool two. Tony, what do you think? Yay or nay? Do you like Josh Brolin? Do you like? Did you like Deadpool? I yeah, I thought Deadpool was okay. Yeah, I thought it, so it was too. an enjoyable movie to watch. I didn't know Cable was in uh, Deadpool two. I haven't really read or seen anything on it. Uh, I also don't know that. Uh, where would I know that actor from? Josh Brolin. He yeah. was the older brother in Goonies. He was. Th- he's playing. Wow. Thanos. Anything? Uh, anything like after I was born? No Country for Old Men, Oscar-nominated oh, movie. I thought it was a terrible movie. I thought yeah, it was yeah, like but but he was the, the actor in it. Which, was the actor, which in actor was it? He was the one that he was the one that uh, that uh, not the not the killer, but the guy who stole the money. Oh, he was That's an American gangster. American gangster. He's playing. Uh, cable? He was in Sin City Two. Yes. I, I always thought Cable he was, was Jonah like, Hex. He was Jonah Hex. He's been in like a ton of movies, dude. I always you have got to get out more. I think we need to see yeah. some more movies. I always thought Cable was like you know a bigger, muscular guy, not like some skinny redneck. He, he had shoulder pads. It was all shoulder pads. That was the nineties. Uh, That's what Rob Liefeld did. So, I think they could have had a budget for someone a little. No, Josh Brolin's pretty. He's a list, dude. He's a list. I'm telling you. I I he's playing I Thanos. Don't know about that. He 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 is though. So. Um, <laughs> but. I you know, I don't mind it. I I would have like we already talked about this. I would have preferred uh, um, Stephen Lang 
from from uh, Avatar. Also from uh, from a, a number of other things. I definitely see that. Yeah, I and I think he would, that. and he 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 lobbied very very diff- uh, very hard for that role. He yeah. wanted the role really yeah. badly. Yeah, that would have been pretty That's good. It. See, and you know who he is. <laughs> I know who he is. <laughs> the whole thing would have worked at that point. Well, he's a big Avatar fan. That's that's kind of. <laughs> I thought that was a good movie. You know the funny thing too. A lot of people were wondering how Josh Brolin got it because he is going to be Thanos uh, in the upcoming Avengers, and I don't think people realize that you know he can be in more than one movie. It's okay. Yeah, he's gonna be, but he's gonna I mean, he's going to be big in purple in that one anyway. Yeah, so. but they're talking. Oh well, yeah, and it's also two different uh, studios, so it's not a conflict of it's, interest. It's never a conflict of interest. All right, when we come back next week, we're going to definitely uh, we're going to have more fun. We're going we're gonna to be we're not going to talk Star Wars. We're going to we're going to do we're going to impose a Star Wars moratorium uh, going forward. We're actually going to welcome yeah, Star Wars is a problem. Yeah, we're going to we're going to uh, <laughs> that's what went wrong. <laughs> this was our highest rated show. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to welcome Newsarama's Chris Arant. He's going to help preview the summer movie season which is believe it or not on its way in a couple short weeks it's been secrets of the sire up next it came from the radio thank you guys you're listening to the talking alternative network Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 